Welcome to Energy Stew. This is Peter Roth, your host. And I'd like to ask you, have you ever dreamed or dreamt of polar bears? Polar bears. Hmm. And uh, many of us might have had dreams of polar bears. But that's not what I want to interview my guest about. I want to interview her about dreaming with polar bears. And that's different than of them. And we're going to find out what that means. And I'm so excited because her book, Dreaming with Polar Bears, Spirit Journeys with Animal Guides, is an amazing book. I, I got so engrossed in it. And I loved so many of the, the, the journeys that she took with polar bears. <laughs> and it was it's beautiful. So welcome back to Energy Stew, Dawn Bauman Runke. Thanks so much, Peter. Nice to be with you again. Well, I'm I'm so happy to talk with you again. The last show was about shadow animals. Right. And that was a, a deep show, a dark show, <laughs> but a very helpful show. And and this book is is so profound that I actually I, I do want to do more than one show about this book because I love to learn about the whole, not only the world of polar bears, but the world that they describe that we live in as well, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you started very early in your life with polar bears. Well, I did. I've always been a dreamer. And um, yeah, I had some dreams back when I was in kindergarten, so four or five years old. Um, dreaming with bears. And it's it's interesting because when I look back at the course of writing this book, I mean, I did have this dream that I remember from that age. And then I had dreams, you know, kind of later in life and then in high school, then in college. And then there was a big gap. And, you know, again, when I was maybe 45 or so, um, when, when, when the, the, I was working with the, these polar bears. So, yeah, I think it's been a thread in my life. Um, a connection that I've had and um, you know it became more or less conscious as uh, as my as I lived as my journey went right <clears throat> yes but it was magical because there was no accident that you got involved with polar bears because they needed you well re more recently yeah yeah, I think in the beginning, there was a dream uh, that I tell about in the very beginning of this book when I'm um, quite young and I wake up, I, I, I didn't have a concept of what lucid dreaming was, but I woke up in my bed and my fingers were sparkling. I had lights coming out of them and, and a kind of a voice from the closet said, um, if you want to know how to fly, go to the closet. And that was something that I always loved in my dreams was to fly. That was my very favorite thing. But I was always a little afraid of my closet in my bedroom. There was nothing spooky about it. It was just something that I always wanted the closet shut when I went to bed. But in this particular dream or, or experience of lucid dreaming, I got up and I went to the closet and I opened it out and out came a bear, a polar bear. And it walked with me around my room. And we walked in a very particular way, I remember. There was a movement involved. And um, we, we started to walk in tandem. It was very meditative. I mean, when I look back at it, it was almost like a, a, a walking meditation, right? 
So we walked and walked and we kind of became synced and we went out and we flew up into the air. And that little journey involved a trip to the Arctic where I woke in the Arctic with this bear. So that was really my first remembered uh, uh, dream experience of connecting with um, polar bears. And then there, you know, subsequently, um, uh, I had experiences with other bears, with uh, black bears, brown bears, uh, or slash grizzly bears. Um, you know, the kind of the whole bear family or the North American bear family. Um, and then later reconnected again with very specifically polar bears and a polar bear dreamer. Right. And, and that's, it's so interesting that the kind of dreaming you're talking about is something that a lot of people have lucid dreams, but mm -hmm. aren't as conscious about it to understand the difference other than in a lucid dream, you can make your own choices. Mm -hmm. You can be you're you're really awake mm -hmm. in the dream. Yeah. Choose what to do. You can consciously participate in the dream. Yeah. Right. Because you're aware that you're dreaming. You're aware that you're in the dream state. Yeah. It's and a very you, particular, you know, right. it's a very uh in a way delicate, but in a way, um once you do that a number of times and you kind of train yourself to be lucid. Um, it's just an incredible state of consciousness, really. <laughs> well, <laughs> not everybody state. can. Uh, I mean, I've had lucid dreams, but I don't get them that often. Mm -hmm. I get them when I need them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and so uh, some people like you are more adept at, at lucid dreaming. And I think that's, there's a purpose because this book introduces us to polar bears in a way that most, well, and maybe the whole scientific world doesn't know. Mm. You know, they know how bears behave. They, mm -hmm. you know, they watch mm -hmm. them, but they have no idea what's going on inside of bears. This Right, the interior life of bears, so to speak. Yeah. And this book is all about that. Yeah, it is. It's about meeting another lucid dreamer who happens to be a polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, also, let's, let's also understand that because most people don't realize how, how intelligent uh, animals in the wild are. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, because you're an animal communicator anyway, Mm -hmm. But this was more of your an introduction in your younger, younger life mm -hmm. to the value of that, and and to understand um, the, the whole nature of consciousness. Because in somewhere in the book you talk about dream the dream creators, how are uh -huh. dream yeah, creators yeah. weave together symbols and stories? Yeah. And so who are our dream creators? Right. Well, it is a part of ourselves, right? But they're the, they're the parts of ourselves that, that help uh, tell the stories of our dreams, help create the dreams and but use. Go ahead. They're, they're so elaborate. Yeah. They've been doing it for a long time. They're experts. Well, uh, <laughs> I know, but it's so amazing how complex our dreams can be. It and is. where do they come from in such complexity? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's an interesting interdimensional state, I think, that the dream, I'm just guessing here, that the dream creators are able to access our waking life, everything we see and do that we may not remember and use the appropriate, you know, draw upon the appropriate symbols or images or thoughts and put them together in such a way that the dream not only tells us a story, but it offers advice, suggestions, wisdoms. You know, I think I remember being a, a small child and wanting to tell my dreams to my mom and dad, and they just weren't interested. You know, they didn't shut me down, but they just weren't. They just thought, who is this strange little kid who wants to talk about her dreams? And I thought, how can people not talk about their dreams? This is the <laughs> well, most amazing thing. How can we not talk about it, right? But there's another thing that you mention in here about imagination mm -hmm. and how misunderstood imagination is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think imagination is a vehicle. It helps us. It's, you know, I, I think of it as a nation of images, right? Image nation. It's a, a nation of images. It's this huge thing that we can draw upon. Actually, maybe it's similar to the dream creators, you know, all of right. these things that can help us, um, kind of elevate and open ourselves to more multidimensional aspects of reality. Well, that's the point. And, and that's, it's about understanding how sophisticated life is mm -hmm. that most people who are five senses people have no idea, mm -hmm. you know, even though they have dreams, they don't think about it. They don't think about yeah. where yeah. these dreams might've come from and why they're there. And how could they, how could you have such elaborate stories Mm -hmm. made up for your dream by somewhere yeah. <laughs> somehow a dream creator d does it right. and right. then maybe it's part of us uh but it looks like a lot of time is put into developing the plot <laughs> right you know right. the character character development all that yeah. stuff that's in dreams how to get there you know it's it's pretty wild and and then not only that but it's understanding how our brains function on multi levels because you're, you know, you have lucid dreams and, and you have shared lucid dreams because these polar bears have actually come to you in their lucid dreams mm -hmm. and found you and, and mutually you have journeyed with them and they have mm -hmm. taught you so many things. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and they're so sophisticated and they also they do work with um they, they are here for the good of the planet um they were were they delivered here with the ability to manage the earth grid from the north pole or from the arctic area uh -huh. Uh -huh. and uh, and how they do that and how they communicate with all other creatures around them on deep levels mm -hmm. nobody everyone thinks that you know they just go out hunting for food snatching whatever you know fish or seals or whatever they can and um and, and eat and make babies and try to stay warm and that's about it <laughs> well the way i think of it is this i think it's not that on uh, I, I think it's similar to how humans are. You know, we can talk with each other about this certain thing because we have a resonance and we have an interest in consciousness and multidimensionality, right? right. Um, 
you know, but there's other times in our lives when we're doing practical things and we're not necessarily thinking of that, right? So we're kind of a range of selves. And I think it's similar with polar bears. I think they're not always thinking about, you know, the grid and everything. Sometimes right. they're focused on getting a seal because that's what they need in the here and now, right? Oh, sure. No, yeah. that's, it's multidimensional, yeah. right? It is. We all are, you know, and there, and I'd also say this, another just observation is, um, you know, some people are more open to this, like, like as, for example, our talk here and, and other people are not, they're just, they don't consider dreams. It's not important to them. I think it's similar with some of polar bears. I think some polar bears are just being polar bears, right? And others are open to this aspect of dreaming. It's not to say it's not available to everybody, every polar bear, just like dreaming is open to every human. Right. Do we put consciousness there? Do we, do we resonate with that? Do we focus there or not, right? But you know that in, as an animal communicator, yeah. and you've sp spoken with many species, yeah. that there are the ones you speak with are the highly intelligent ones. Well, and then or evolved, you know, that they are conscious to the point where they can communicate with you. And then others might be able to because all animals can be telepathic. But they're not as um, sophisticated in their telepathy and their th thought process and can't give you, you know, complex information that other animals can. Yeah, I think it depends on the species. And I think every species holds a medicine, if you will, a, a teaching, a gift for the planet, um, just mm -hmm. like humans do. And, um, you know, some physical animals are tuned into that and some aren't. We can always go to spirit level, you know. I mean, I talk a lot in here in this book about um, the Council of Polar Bears, which are, which are spirit-based polar bears that are holding the specific teaching. So they're very wise because that's their focus. <laughs> To, I love it you know, to talk about dreaming and you know and and they're very uh uh wanting very much to connect with human dreamers and working with us humans in that way um but other species I think have similar uh, uh similar ways of uh working with people the whales for example you know do toning and do just a different they, they just have a different focus a different global focus than polar bears do right. and dolphins yeah. And so on. You can thing. pick any species, really. I know. Yeah. Any species. I mean, they're extremely wise elephants. Yeah. <laughs> and all kinds. Uh, even insects. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking that too. I was thinking, you know, spiders. We can go snakes. You know, you can you deepen yourself enough to connect with this animal species, you'd be amazed where you can go and what you can um what wisdom you can connect with and resonate mm -hmm. with. You know, a lot of it has to do with us, too. Are we willing to go there? Are we willing to open ourselves in that way? Well, we're all here for different purposes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm not, I don't think of myself as an animal communicator, although I have had some times where animals have talked to me uh, mm -hmm. and meaningfully, and, and, and it was, I understood the importance of the communication, but it's not what I'm here for. <laughs> That's why I'm glad you're here. <laughs> and I'm sure you, you know, you probably work with a lot of pet owners and, um, mm -hmm. you know, help them figure out why their animals are behaving, why their pets are behaving the way they are. But coming back to um, 
these bears, uh, you were, I mean, it's one thing to have a bear show up in your lucid dream and the bear is it's actually a real bear that's lucid dreaming also. And um, and you walk together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even in the lucid dream, you'll find yourself in the Arctic and, you know, mm-hmm. on land. And um, I don't know if they've ever asked you to swim with them. (laughs) There is a little section. There's a part of a dream in in this book about swimming underwater and then popping up at the Arctic. So, I mean, dreams are amazing that way, aren't they? They Right. But yeah, but it it wasn't, you know, it was you can do that if it's a a lucid dream rather than I I meant in person, if you were hanging out with these bears. Yeah, no, I was not in person with them. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because it would be a, a different feeling. But at some point they, they contacted you because they were gathering together in a snow cave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having a council meeting. Mm-hmm. And how do bears talk to each other if they have a council meeting? Well, I think it is telepathically. It's, and, and right. you know, I don't know that they would call it that. I mean, what is telepathy? It's feelings at a distance, right? So we could also call it group mind or sharing of energy, sharing of consciousness, I mean, I wasn't even really thinking, how are they doing this? I was just participating and listening and getting it in the way that I get it, which is kind of through words in my head, through phrases, images, sometimes uh, feelings. I'm, I'm kind of kinesthetic when I connect with animals. So I get feelings oftentimes. Um, you know, if you can imagine yourself being a spirit being, then how do you talk? Well, you just share feelings, right? Or share images. You share right, thoughts. Right. You don't so the way the, tele- the, the telepathy was working with you and your lucid dreams with, with the bears, and uh, you can imagine that that's how they work with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, in the book, it's really about a big, a bigger story of awakening that they needed you for. Well, I think they, I think it was a perfect fit. I think I was interested in lucid dreaming and about bears. And I think they were interested in getting their story told. So it was a nice match, right? (laughs) But isn't it interesting (laughs) how how you found each other? (laughs) Well, I think we found each other because of the way the dreams unfolded. And I mean, in the beginning of the book, I talk about a dream about I mean, this is even before the polar bears. I'm on a I'm on an airplane in a dream, and I meet. I'm sitting next to a professor of dreamology. Wow! <laughs> He's an, older, an older man who kind of looks like Robert Moss, who's the dream. Uh, you know. Yeah, dream. he's been on my show a number of times. Oh, has he? Yeah, he's great. So it kind of looked like him, and and um, uh, there's a number of things involved, a lot of synchronicities there, and at the very end, I'm given an invitation. And the invitation says, dreaming with polar bears. So it's not asking anything. It's just saying that. But when I woke up, I felt very strongly, that is an invitation. And there's no right or wrong. There's just, do you want to accept that? Do you want to open to whatever that means? And it was, yes. Yeah, of course, I want to know what dreaming with polar bears is. Um, and that's then when I started having these, what I call sea dreams, which were little dreams of walking beside this polar bear in the Arctic. They weren't lucid. They were just these dreams that were repeated, repeated a series of dreams, probably over a number of eight months or so. 
maybe a year, I was walking beside this polar bear. He's always on my left. And, and near the end of that series of dreams, I suddenly realized, oh, I become lucid in the dream. I think I've, this is a dream. I've been here before. And I look over to my left at the polar bear and he turns his head to me and we're seeing inside of each other. We're looking at each other, but also at simultaneously from each other's perspective, from each other's uh, uh, vision. So in other words, I'm inside him seeing me and he's inside me seeing him. And there's this moment of just, I had never experienced anything like that, a connection of a realization that this is a real polar bear who's dreaming. I'm a real human who's dreaming. We're seeing each other. We're connected in this lucid dream. Okay, that gave me a couple of days of things to think about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I'll say. yeah, it was remarkable, and and uh, it really did take a little while to integrate that and to think about mm -hmm. how that worked. And and I realized that was my next clue, kind of in this in this adventure. Uh, to deepen into that and to connect with that bear. And then later I met this council of polar bears who so were related to him. And, and um, yeah, it all unfolded from there, kind of like, like a dream. <laughs> but what's amazing is to share lucid dreams, you know, and one thing to share them, you know, with polar bears, but there are a lot of people who are able to, uh, Robert Moss is a guy who collects people who are capable of this. Mm -hmm. and does group trips with them mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. they all dream together on a voyage somewhere and come back and and you know and, and talk about their voyage together mm -hmm. yeah and so these are things that are most humans have no idea that we're capable of that kind of consciousness and so you you you're you know you're playing a big role in life to be a, a leader of, of of dream consciousness and also intuition too, because as an animal communicator, you you really understand how to tap into shared consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was a good a good background for me to go into animal communication because you're right. I think what you have to do is you have to know how to kind of balance between waking and dreaming states in a way. And you have to kind of, you know, bring together the right and left side of your brain in order to um, uh, deepen into something and then kind of bring that trans to, to translate that back to, to humans. And, and how does that work? And so I think that was good training for me. And maybe that is one of the reasons the polar bears thought, Oh, maybe she's a good candidate here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they they don't just, didn't just think they you know they had uh, they probably had a lot of of research uh, on you. <laughs> but they did it so elegantly and generously, didn't they? By delivering an invitation, dreaming with polar bears. You know, I really didn't feel I was manipulated anyway. It was an invitation, really a very open-hearted invitation as to whether I wanted to do that or not. And it was later that I realized, whoa, that's like a you know, it was a two-year process, really, to kind of um, devote my life to to that that dreaming and that and the lucid dreaming in this book. I just want to be clear about this. You know, I think it was very intense and it was very concentrated during a certain period of my life. I don't necessarily always lucid dream now, or even have a lot of lucid dreams. But 
because this book was happening and because we were both committed to it, meaning myself and the polar bears, um, I think they helped facilitate lucid dreams. Yeah, and it was a project. It was a project. It was. It was a and, project. Yeah, and yeah. you were you you were born to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating to see how life shows up in ways right. that um, and 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 um, actualizes our talents. It, it is. I agree with you. It's amazing to see how all the little threads of things we did when we were little and growing up and how everything weaves together into this magnificent tapestry of, uh, well, of, you know, interdimensional consciousness. Yeah. I always say, awaken. yeah, I always say that everything is in divine order mm. and not all the order do we like, but. <laughs> right, right, right. That's so true, isn't it? it it's yeah. all working. And, yeah. um, and it's amazing. And I think the more, conscious you are the more you can raise your consciousness level the vibes of it the more it opens to you yeah i agree the more you do it the more it's it's like a muscle right you know the more you exercise it the better you get at it so right but, you, yeah. but it's hard to call consciousness a muscle but i can understand it symbolically but it's really um it's it's something that is impossible to grasp that's why science has no idea about it <laughs> yeah well most science i mean not all science right there's some scientists who are pretty well uh, yeah there's some gifted scientists but yeah. in, for the most part um yeah you know so um i love talking with you about about this because you're living fully in uh, you know an interdimensional life well, I would always say speaking, sometimes I'm aware of that, not all the time. You know? Well, you're always speaking with, well, professionally, you, you know, you speak with spirit, you speak with animal spirits. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, and then, um, you know, but being able to do that also probably attunes you to each day moving around just in your own world, how you feel and what you yeah. sense on, on in, in, in a higher way, let's say. Mm hmm so well, like you say, it's, yeah, it's honing your skill, right? So again, the more you do it, and the more you focus, and the more open you're. Well, really yeah, can. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's the skill of life. <laughs> yeah, I love it, and it's, it's <laughs> great to to share this with you, and I, I definitely want to follow up. Um, and so, but for now, uh, people can get dreaming with polar bears, and your name is Dawn Bauman Brunke. B-R-U-N-K-E. How do people right. find you? Is there a, a website? Yes. My animal. Uh, my website is animalvoices.net. Animalvoices.net. Like yeah, that. Animal Voices was my first book. So animalvoices.net. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, you have a lot of books. And um, books. I'm excited. Um, your publisher sent me a bunch that I'm excited to good. travel through. <laughs> oh, good. I'm excited too. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's so fascinating. And what you're doing is a, a great treasure. And mm, so yeah. I'm glad you're doing it. And thanks for being a guest again on Energy Stew. Yes. It's always a pleasure. It really is. Thank Love you. Yeah. And this is Peter Roth, your host of Energy Stew at prn.live. I can be reached at Peter at heartriver, H E A R T river.org. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening.